I'd like to welcome you to the fifth episode of the Next Level Podcast. We have a little bit of a different situation for this podcast episode. I decided to switch it up rather than me giving an intro and a conclusion at the end. We're just going to, you know, roll the whole episode with the guest, my co-host uh, for today. So let's see. On my screen to my left, I have Eric Bogart. He was a goaltender at the collegiate level, played for Fredonia, won male athlete of the year. His senior year was nominated, I think, a couple seasons before then. Uh, I think he gave me one or two reps total in practice. So, uh, Bogey, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem, Harps. Thanks for having me, bud. Of course. And the other guest, he was uh, Bogey's teammate in junior, our teammate in college. He is responsible for 250 million plays of the 260 million of When It Rains It Pours by Luke Combs on Spotify. Welcome to the show, Ryan Dunn. Harpy, thanks for having me, man. It's good to see you and happy to be on. Big fan. Of course, man. So, uh, glad you guys could come on. And, you know, I'm excited to do it this way. Um, you know, talking with you guys is just, you know, like the good old days in the locker, locker room. It's, uh, it's natural. So we can talk about, you know, playing careers a little bit. But other than that, we kind of shoot the shit and, uh, you know, it'll be a good time. So, um, guys, what I've been doing is, you know, talking to athletes who obviously played at high levels. So, and we kind of just talk about like the upbringing because, you know, like youth hockey and junior, it's different all over the place. So, uh, Bogey, I'll start with you um, from London, Ontario. What was uh, youth hockey like up near you? Uh, well, to be honest with you, it's a little different than they do it in the States. Um, so up until your sophomore year in high school, in Ontario anyways, the highest level you can play is AAA. Um, so it kind of, uh, it's kind of good in the sense where it doesn't really get, uh, the talent is kind of pooled in one, uh, like one division, whereas in the States, you know, you get guys who go to high school or guys go to juniors or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I didn't start playing triple eight till I was in sixth grade, I think. Yeah, it was sixth grade and, uh, did that until 10th and then, um, Ended up getting drafted to the OHL late and decided that, I mean, I just wasn't ready for that. Um, and, you know, I was behind your boy, uh, John Gibson there, so I didn't really stand a chance at all. <laughs> friend, of the, friend of the program, yeah. we'll be on soon. Yeah, and my uh, my parents had always kind of wanted to push me to uh, pursue kind of college, get an education, because, I mean, odds are that's what's going to be paying the bills here, which... It's not really paying for anything right now since I'm unemployed, but uh, yeah, so I did that until uh, grade 10, and then I got uh, recruited to play out in uh, New Hampshire there, prep school for two years, and then I did two years of uh, juniors out there as well with uh, Captain Donnie down here below me and and (laughs) Fredonia. All right, there you go. Very cool. Um, That's one one of the reasons why... um, I, I wanted to start this podcast. I've mentioned it before, but I want to, you know, provide alternative options because it's easy to say, you know, when you're in squirt peewee hockey, like, all right, well, you know, I want to, you know, go to Michigan and then get drafted. I want to go pro. I want to go, you know, OHL when you, sometimes it's not, not the case. And there's a, you know, another alternative that works for you. So before we get into junior hockey, Donnie, why don't you uh, tell us about youth hockey in uh, was it Rockland mass? Did I get that right? Yeah, yeah, I put, um, in Rockland, but our, like, youth team was joined with a couple other towns because it wasn't as big, and the bigger towns had their own team, but most teams would be joined together, so we were the town called Abington, which is right next door, and me and all my buddies would play just town hockey until, like, squirts, and then I think I was fifth grade, they made this in-house league, it was called Global, and they did, like, a little draft, and every team was a different country. And we, I was on Sweden in that. And that was the first time I'd ever played outside of just, like, town hockey with my friends. So there was kids from all over the South Shore and Mass. And um, that was, like, kind of, like, my, like, coming out of where I realized, like, I wanted to play hockey and focus on hockey. And I had, like, a good year in the house league, playing town league, too. And we ended up winning the championship in double OT. And I, I did score the game winner. There you go. Um, that, shocker, that, right? About to pop your own tire. Yeah. Story Surprising. for time. <laughs> Nothing like Mr. OHL here, but you know, um, <laughs> so after that, I kind of, it was only in fifth grade, but I told my dad, I wanted to try to play like, which is essentially triple A here, but it's just travel hockey. 
Mm-hmm. So I ended up playing for the Bay State Breakers, which is out of my hometown. And I played there all the way up until high school. But I was in a weird situation because when I was in eighth grade, I was younger for my grade, so I missed the cutoff. Okay. So all my friends were in high school, but I was in eighth grade. So the way they do it here is before high school season, you only play a split season, which is like 10 games. Yeah. After that, I was like, I didn't have anywhere to play. And luckily, our town high school team didn't have enough kids, so they ended up asking eighth graders to just dress on the team. So there was like seven of us that ended up dressing for the team, and I, the coach pretty much said we were roster fillers. And I ended up, I ended up, yeah, I ended up just getting uh, put into a spot where I played like decent minutes. And after my eighth grade year, I kind of made a decision with my parents to go to Catholic school, which was shocking because. I was always a three-sport athlete in football and baseball, and I decided to give both those up to go play hockey. So I went to Archbishop Williams, which is like 10 minutes from my house. Played four years there and then ended up with Bogues of the Wolves in New Hampshire, which that's another story on how I got there, but I, I got there. <laughs> Very cool. So that Catholic school, was that um, obviously private, right? Was that like a different league then? Because so in New York, we have, you know, New York State Public High School. Um, association like it's our league is like 47 different letters but um, is, when you were playing high school was that private or was that uh, public league so it's it's different mass than in New York and I, I we had talked about that when we were at Fredonia because I had asked you questions on that mm-hmm. so in mass they have like division one two and three okay I think they have four I'm not sure I don't know anymore but so division one is like all the it depends on your town's population right. and most of the Catholic schools are in Division One. Division Two is the smaller towns and smaller Catholics, and then Division Three is just like local publics. Okay, and that's, that's what Rockland was, and my cousins ended up going to that school. That's why I decided to go there. So we were in Division One, but there's two Catholic leagues. One's like all, one's all boys school, and one's boys and girls. I went to the uh, boys and girls school, like league. Yeah, so yeah. We played public schools, private schools, but our league was six other private schools. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, so, it's similar. We have different divisions and like, well, we have sections and classes. So like double A's, like the bigger schools yeah. and A, B. So something similar. So Bogey, back to you. So now you, you said you played prep school. How was, uh, can you just tell us like, what was that, what that was like as, as far as, you know, schedule wise and like teams you played and um, just school in general? Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's kind of <clears throat> the schedule length is pretty similar to that that we had in college. I think we only played like 25 games a season, give or take. Yeah. Um, the way it was set up, um, the games would be on Wednesdays and Saturdays, uh, but we'd go to school for six days a week oh. with two half days being on Wednesday and Saturday, which, I mean, hearing it kind of sounds like it sucks, but it wasn't that bad because our year ended up finishing like end of April we were done school which was kind of nice and I mean when you're living on campus in the dorms in high school like you're pretty much on lockdown anyways because liability reasons they can't just let a bunch of high school kids be running around right right oh there's nothing else you can really do especially when you're six five in the ninth grade yeah 16 17 yeah exactly so yeah but uh no the competition was good um so there's a bunch of different um like leagues I guess divisions I would call them in uh, New England it's kind of based on your area um so the one I was in was called Lakes Region so it was a lot of geez I don't even know where it is it'd be like there are teams in Vermont like I think we were more northern uh New Hampshire so it was a lot of New Hampshire schools Vermont I don't believe there are any Massachusetts schools in our league um, you would play a few, like, out-of-conference games kind of thing. But, um, yeah, and then the playoffs, it's kind of set up um, where there's, like, small school, large school, and then there's the Elite Eight. Um, okay. So we are considered a small school. So my first year, um, basically, like, the small and large school is the consolation, essentially, if you don't qualify for the Elite Eight. So you have to win, you have to win your league to make the Elite Eight. Okay. Um, so the first year we kind of fell a little short and we were in small school, ended up winning that. And then my second year we were supposed to be like, we were ranked like the third highest, uh, 
a high school team in all of the states, like above some wow. Minnesota schools, which is kind of kind of tough to make that kind of ranking, um, especially when some of those Minnesota schools are absolutely disgusting. But yeah, we fell a little short. We made the Elite Eight and then got bounced in the first round. We were the number one seed. Um, so that, that was a lot of fun to be a part of that. But, uh, that team, that team was incredible that I was on. I think there was like maybe 12, 12 to 14 guys that went and played div one from that team alone. Like it was insane. The talent on there, mm-hmm. draft picks guys still playing now kind of thing. I mean, I think there's like three guys still playing from that team. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a similar thing in mass. It was called like the super eight. Because all the mass schools, prep schools, could play in the Elite Eight, but the mass Super Eight was like the same thing. And but the the bottom four teams get to play into it to be the seven and eight seed. In my junior and senior year, we made the playing game. The first the first year we lost like nine to two. The team we played, I think they had like six or seven Division One commits. They actually had this one this one kid who ended up playing juniors with us. He was my roommate. And uh, he ended up winning all four years. He won the Super 8, and he doesn't stop talking about it. I'm not going to name <laughs> Who's that, Fitzy? No, B-Cam. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, Catholic dude. <laughs> <laughs> One time at MC. It's, oh, God, it's like band camp. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's crazy, like, just the variety of, like, talent in high school hockey. Like, for in my area, like, public high school, it's not – I mean, you got some good players there. It's, you know, definitely – um, hit or miss in some regions, I guess. But then you hear about like prep schools who just like dominate, like you said, or and even in Minnesota. I remember um, Jared Winnie, um, he was a senior and I was a freshman at Fredonia. And we were talking like high school hockey. And so he's from Calgary, he's from Alberta. And he was like, man, like, I don't even think I'd make my high school hockey team. And that just like blew my mind because he was, you know, great college player, SUNYAC rookie of the year. You know, he just pumping his tires. He's not even here. But and then he's like, yeah, and it just blew my mind that he wouldn't make um, his team. So, so high school, you know, we heard um, Donnie. I think you want to add about your uh, your high school career. Me? Before, yeah. Anything we, uh, before uh, you transition to junior? I mean, yeah, no, nothing, nothing crazy about high school. I mean, but on the lines you were talking about, it is crazy too. Like going to, I know you didn't play juniors, but like going to play juniors and going to play college. And even in high school, like, just you see, like, the past kids take. Like, everyone's got a different path. And it's crazy when you get, like, when we went up to juniors to see Bogues, like, you see all these kids from all over the country. And, like, when you – as you get older, you're like, do they even have hockey or do they even have, like – like, is, are, is that specific sport that big in that part of the country? Like, the past kids take are insane. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's not – you know, there's not one way to do – to do the college, you know, route or whatever. Like some guys, you know, go to junior and, you know, they want to play D1. Um, and it's cr- like some strive to play D1. Some are there to play D3 and some of them are play are there to play, you know, ACHA, either D1 or D3. Yeah, exactly. I think that's every, pretty much every kid's goal for the most part though. Like setting your, you got to set your goals high a little bit. I mean, sure. Obviously, you want to go where you're going to play, right? I mean, some kids will sacrifice that to go D1 and then realize after a year that they're miserable. and Go to Geneseo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go there and, you know, dominate. Where all dreams go to die for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tough, uh, tough rink to be a Blue Devil in, that's for sure. What was it, Mr. Brightside? Yep. I, I still can't listen to that song. Yeah. <laughs> So for and chirps me about how hard I got lit up that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So for, for those of you, you know, don't know, SUNYAC championship, bogey goes in the game. Was it second period, right? Far end? No, it was first it was like the first like five minutes. We were down three nothing because uh Slendy had that eye infection. Right. But like no, the Mr. Brightside goal wasn't that second period? Oh, that was second period, yeah. Yeah. We 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 won't talk about the other six goals. <laughs> but um yeah, so I, so Jenny just has an unbelievable student section, like that one of the best atmospheres in Division Three hockey. I, I'm I'm done pumping their tires. I don't like them, but um. So and then they're all singing, you know, Mr. Brightside, and they're still as they're singing is just when you get snipped. Like I mean, this is a positive yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah, this is a positive podcast. You don't mean to you know, <laughs> tear each other apart here, but yeah, that's still so, haunting. Like. <laughs> 
Yeah, so they're saying in Mr. Brightside, place is loud. It's probably like 5-1 at this point, and then this guy just rips it bar down, had like 150 points in 100 games. So just uh, no no shame in that. Be- better than my, you know, first game against Geneseo. Two goals, two shots. Thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tough stats. Yeah, it's – I. Uh, my GPA was better than my save percentage, and I wasn't that good of a student. So, <laughs> I will say it was uh, it was a tough rank to be a hockey player in, but I, I do appreciate the stuff you guys had to go through in there because I can't imagine facing those shots sometimes. Yeah, it's not uh, fun. <laughs> it's impressive. Though. Like, uh, it's, 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 the least fun rank for me to play in was uh, in Oswego. They did not. They like loved it. you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're a big teddy bear, Bogues. Everyone Apparently, like... yeah. I'm just too soft. <laughs> well, what'd you do? Did you rip a guy's uh, Matt helmet off, right? Yeah, I ripped his helmet off my first game, yeah. That'll do it. Freshman year, yeah, that'll do it. And then they just hated me from there on out, so. Just ho- couldn't get over the grudge. There's whole grudges there. Yeah, seriously. Let People it go. don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even watch the Today Show because Al Roker went to two, eh? <laughs> All right, let's move on to let's move on to junior where you uh, you two knuckleheads met the what New England Wolves in the Eastern Hockey League, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see. Yeah. Let's, let, Bo's got, got the good year. Yeah, but you, you got the cheddar the second year, didn't you? Get the word to see. Uh yeah, the second year I did. Yeah. So quickly, Bogey, can you um you know can you just explain explain like Eastern Hockey League the best of your ability? Like what's um what's it consist of? Uh. Uh, yeah, I think there is – how many teams were there, Dunny? Like about 22, maybe? I don't yeah, know. I think when we – like when we – it's expanded now, but yeah. when, when we played, it was probably like between like 22 and 25 or something. Something oh, like wow. that. I mean, the, the travel was pretty far. Like um, there was a team in like Washington, I think. Like there were teams all over in that league. Like it was a bit of a – bit of a stretch travel in there um mm-hmm. so what they would do to limit that was they would do showcases like i think it was like one a month where you would play teams that would be like a far travel for you like for instance like we played teams from like connecticut because we were on the other side of new hampshire so it would take it would take forever to get there and i mean we did drive to hartford one time and we got rinsed nine one by uh, Riv, Ross, Shouse, all those guys, whoever, Jeez. whatever other Hartford Wolf pack we the had Wolf on there, pack. I can't remember them all, but Deep? Yeah. yeah, we did that, and then the next night we got rinsed nine one again by another team, so that was fun. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's a good league. Uh, the reason why it kind of attracted me to stay out there, um, because majority of like college hockey programs are on the east coast like it's an astronomical number how many are just like in one little congested area out there so the whole point of junior hockey is to get seen so for me that was like that was the best opportunity my goal was to go to school in the states like I said so it just worked out that um that league was kind of just forming there and I was kind of uh told I would get a good amount of playing time which is the most important thing especially as a goalie right like Oh, yeah. seen, you got to play doesn't matter what level it is like you can go play in the ushl or whatever but if you're sit riding the pine you're not going to go anywhere from there exactly so i mean that really developed my game from there um we actually had our the guy i was split in time with a little bit he quit um by it was before thanksgiving he quit yeah like yeah like right right when we were going home for thanksgiving that yeah he, yeah he quit because we had like three wins by them we were not a good team <laughs> when we when we lose the first game Dunny, to uh the monarchs they're like seven nothing something like that i think i lasted maybe oh, 15 minutes in that game <laughs> it was not good like probably had about 20 shots the first five minutes like it was oh, man. we were not uh we you were not those. prepared but yeah i mean it was good for me right lots of shots but um definitely definitely a tough season but we kind of started to gain a little bit of momentum there I think well I mean having such a slow start I think a lot of teams started to overlook us so we were able to surprise some people but uh in the end it was a good experience right it's lots of games lots of rubber um our team was kind of unique I don't know how many other junior teams did this but I think two days a week we would skate twice right 
yeah you, uh, you do a skill session with uh, the Fonzie there and then we'd have a real team practice um like later in the day we all lived in uh, like condos we were at a ski resort in waterville valley so which That's is unreal. Um, way up in the boonies there so you get a little cabin fever but it was kind of a cool experience um you know we all like we eat meals at a restaurant we we're always all together which i mean imagine being with donnie 24 7 just yeah. heaven on earth but uh <laughs> overall it was a good experience i enjoyed my time there for sure but um I was definitely ready to go to college by the by the end of uh, two years playing there. That's for sure. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate you saying earlier how you know you got to go where you're going to get noticed. Like it doesn't matter. Like like you mentioned, USHL. Like oh yeah, you know I played for a USHL team. I have six career games. Where like in in the junior route, in my opinion, because yeah. of my role, like it's different in college because I was there for education, not really to get seen. You know what I mean? But um in junior you you want to make it to the next level which is college for a bunch of people right so like you said you took a chance on like a relatively new league a league that you you know at first weren't too familiar with but then you took a chance on it and even you guys are struggling faced some adversity it ended up you know working out for you in the end i mean you had a hell of a career at fred vegas oh you know what i forgot to do i like to i, I started this two episodes ago, but I like to, you know, give a shout out to one of the former players. So this is episode five. So like Lenny, right? Bengals, Sean, Sean Leonard. Bengals Indy. wore five, didn't That's he? Indy. Yeah. Deadsy. Yep. Toss, <laughs> toss me a blue. Or, yeah, toss me a blue. Yeah, so, toss me a blue. Skinsinati Bengals. Let the kids play. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, shout out Sean yeah, Leonard. Next one's at your head. <laughs> Cause oh, an absolute riot in Geneseo. Donny fires one of the bench accidentally and apologizes, and Lenny goes over. This one's it going at your head? <laughs> oh man, I, I gotta oh, get I gotta get Bangles on here. I'll get Lenny on here. I'll tell him. Uh, yeah, he's one of those quiet cycles. Yeah, well, and the thing is, I'd have to tell him like, "Hey, Lenny, let's do an interview." I don't know, like June fifteenth, and like. I'm really just anticipating the interview to be like July 15th because he's always late to everything. So I'll just tell him a month in advance and then <laughs> we'll be good. Yeah. He'll walk in, he'll walk in with, his, he'll walk in with that Mets hat on. He wears every day. Oh, I'm he'll have to, to retape his stick about six times during the interview too. <laughs> I wonder if he'll be wearing that hat. Well, yeah, the I, used had... to, I could not believe he would do that. I would get so hot with a winter hat between periods. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I love Bengals, but um. Oh yeah. So Dunny, um, so we talked about Bogies, uh, um, you know, junior hockey experience. Where um, for you, you know, being from, you know, Massachusetts, how far away was um, you, um, the Wolves from your hometown? Uh, it was like two and a half hours. So it oh, wasn't, okay, wow. It, it wasn't like. I could go home every night, but I was close enough, and my parents could make games, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. So, it, was that you know one of the factors into um, you know wanting to play junior there? Um, I mean, yeah, uh, I I talked to the Cyclones that were in that league too, and the biggest thing with me was I wasn't like the greatest. I wasn't the greatest student at all in high school, so the schooling was helping me too, mm -hmm. keep me in a routine where I had to go to class, get up. And their schedule was like, their schedule was bang, 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 bang. So you were always in a routine. That's and there nice. was something that was going to prepare me better for getting, getting ready to go to college classes and be at workouts and whatever you have to do in school, whenever you have to be up, it, it prepared you better. As opposed to where if I was with the, another team in the league living in an apartment, it'd be a mess. I'd be rolling out of bed 20 minutes before practice driving there. Mm -hmm. When you're in the middle of nowhere, you kind of learn to do what you have to do and get what you have to get done and go into classes. I will say our professors were characters, but they, they were, they were sticklers on attendance. Yeah. No, and they always, there's like an old saying that if you want something done, you had to give it to like the busiest person, right? Cause they're like the most organized when you have someplace you got to be um, every day, it helps keep you, you know, organized and I guess just like ready to go. So, um, just over overall, how I was how I was playing junior hockey, and I I missed out, but like, 
just one of the best times of your life or what? Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, my first year was probably the better one, I will say. Mm-hmm. I met Bogues. I met, I met all these guys. My, our condo, 1406, was – we still have a group message going to this day. They're still some of my best friends. And I, I won't lie, your first year, though, when you come in right out of high school, you're intimidated by the older guys, like, like the other guy in this chat right here. <laughs> and I will say, Fredonia, going to Fredonia was a uh, – Bogart was a big reason behind that, just because I knew what type of guy he was. And he was always, he was always supportive of the Wolves. And he knew even when the times were tough that he, he was still working hard for us. And when you see your goalie getting shelled for 60 shots a game and he's still working hard to get somewhere, then – and that makes you guys, everyone else in the locker room, want to work harder. But I mean, the experience overall was awesome. You couldn't, you couldn't ask for a better place to be. At yeah. times, it would get, it would get a little uh, repetitive. But you're there for a reason, right? You're not, the, you're, you're not there to watch your friends have fun in college. You're there so you can get to college and play hockey and do something you wanted to do your whole life. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, well said. And um, you know, for this podcast, it's, it's important to you know, kind of realize and like, listen to what you guys are saying that, you know, um, it, it prepares you for that next step. It prepares you for whether like, you know, early practices, the workouts, it's, um, it's definitely a step up from some, you know, public high schools, or I guess even like what 16 U midget teams, like, or um, just whatever, uh, wherever you're at in the hockey world. So, Bogey, let's start with you. Let's talk about – before we get into some good stories later, let's talk about how you got recruited to Fred. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I think it was, like, a showcase, like, right before Christmas kind of thing. Um, I remember it. It was because we was playing against the Wolfpack. Um, and it was kind of like – we had, like, a three-week stretch between Thanksgiving and Christmas where we kind of started to finally string some wins together. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when we had, like, three guys quit on the team, including, like, like I said, the other goalie. So I was playing every game. Jeez. Um, and it was – it was like I said, it was one of those showcases, and it was, like, 8 in the morning. It was some ridiculous time. I, I remember that because that's what – Todd's excuse was for not being able to score. I mean, it was eight in the morning. <laughs> this guy sucks. Yeah, yeah, he's going sucks. But um, yeah, I think we got we got outshot like like sixty, like sixty to like fifteen, some like astronomical, like ridiculous number. Like we were getting like they were one of the top teams in the league. Like yeah, far like they were head and shoulders above us. Um, but. Uh, yeah, we ended up winning that game one nothing in a shootout, and then that's when oh, wow. Jeff saw me. And then there was another showcase in January, like a week after we got back from, uh, like the two week Christmas break, we'd get there. So then uh, Mike Leesy would came and watched, and he talked to my parents. And then you guys were actually playing Johnson and Wales that weekend, so I went uh, I went and saw the game there, and I actually it was actually kind of funny. Um, so what our coaches would do is like one guy would be talking to a team and then they would kind of like try to get like another guy recruited kind of thing. So they sent our captain at the time with me. Yeah. And um, I was talking to Jeff after the game and the cutway there at the Dunkin Donuts center. Cause. Okay. Know, I'll, yeah. I was going to ask that. that. Game? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was unreal. We lost, but. Yeah. And, and um so like I'm in street clothes, whatever, and my captain shows up in like a full the whole nine, like a full suit, whatever, and, and Jeff is literally just talking to me, like not even didn't even look <laughs> they're acknowledging like just, just like not even at all. And then like finally after like twenty minutes and like I kept like looking over, like, dude, look at him. Just just say hi to him or something. Yeah. And Jeff finally goes, What's your what's your uh, connection in the group? And he goes, I'm his captain. He goes, Oh, I didn't know you were coming, and our coaches, like, told him that they knew he was coming. <laughs> oh, man, it has to feel. But, it had to feel uh, pretty good. Yeah, but uh, anyways, yeah, so I pretty much followed the bus back to campus because my parents were down for that weekend as well because they, like, they just dropped me off. Um, nice, quick 14-hour drive. Dave was already uh, at McGill's. Yeah, yeah, put some miles on the old uh, minivan there. Yeah. Can't get McDonald's, though. But, um <laughs> 
Yeah, so we followed you guys back, and actually it was uh, Damo that uh, toured me around a little bit. Oh, and, wow. No wonder yeah. you came to Fred. Yeah, remember, remember, yeah, I had lunch with you. Oh, really? Are you big leaguing me, Harpy? Yeah, we had lunch <laughs> in the Willie Center. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. But, uh, no, I, re- I remember. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I very you And, uh, yeah, so then I, you know, um, Jeff toured me around, gave me the whole spiel like he does, and um, I liked what he was selling, so pretty much committed on the spot right there. At that time, I, like, we were the worst team in the league, and no colleges were checking us out. So I was like, all right, well, let's uh, give it a shot. You know, what I wanted to do um, – it was nice that it was close to home. That was kind of my big goal was kind of go somewhere a little bit closer to home. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, prep school and juniors were, like I said, 14 hours away from home. So when you get like those quick, you know, Thanksgiving breaks where you get like four days, everyone from the area gets to go home. Well, it doesn't make sense for me to burn three days to fly home to basically turn around and fly right back. Exactly. So that was, that was kind of a big selling point. Um, the fact that uh, Jeffy was going to be in his senior year, so I pretty much only had to wait one year to really kind of step into that starting role was also huge for me as well. It was kind of finding the right situation. All the pieces fell in order. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think at the time that you guys knew that um, Izzy was leaving to join. He joined the Marines, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we found out. At, you at found out April. at the end of the season, yeah, something yeah. like that. But uh, I, like, I knew, obviously, I was told not to tell, but – um, that's why you didn't like me at the, uh, visit, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, everything just worked out. You know, I liked, uh, like getting to know you guys for like the short, like three hours I was with you and it, um, turned out to be like the best decision I made. Right, man. And was it like just a relief too after, you know, oh, the June, so relief. yeah, you might be able to like, relax, enjoy the rest kind of your- leading up to that. You're kind of. Yeah, because, like, that was, that was my thing. I saw another year of juniors I could have done, but, I mean, my thing, like, I was just kind of like, all right, like, I'll do another year if I commit somewhere and they want me to do another year. I wasn't I wasn't really down to kind of uh, not – I don't want to say risk it, but play it out. Like, at that point, I was just going to go to school back home, somewhere close to home, just get started, kind of give it up. It wasn't in the cards kind of thing if it didn't happen. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was gripping the stick a little tighter than usual. And then as soon as that happened, it was just like you said, a huge weight off your shoulders, like just started enjoying it more. Just kind of, you just kind of feel like you're building up for something kind of deal. Like you use the rest of your time there to kind of get yourself prepared for the next level, get yourself mm-hmm. fired up a little bit and start thinking about that. Exactly. I feel like in a situation like that too, you know, you're not like a little selfishly. You're not caring uh, caring too much about wins and losses. Like obviously, you want to compete and win, no. but you're you're preparing, you're preparing yourself for college. You're, you're, yeah, I mean, I mean, you can ask Donnie. I mean, I kicked a few garbage cans in juniors. They're getting pissed off still, but uh, I mean, that's just that's just who I am. I guess just a little bit of a spaz, but uh, <laughs> still a competitor nonetheless. But yeah, like you said, like it doesn't really weigh on you that much. I mean, I still wanted to win. That's that's the point of playing. But at that point, I was like, I got my I got my home. I'm going to. I'm yeah. just I'm just trying to improve. Get out here and enjoy what's left. Right. Yeah. Get exactly. help on my last junior game. That was awesome. Really? What, <laughs> yeah. what for? What happened? Uh, they just wanted to play the the kid for ne- the next guy for next year. Gutter, got to give him a shout out. Oh, there you go. Yeah, nice man. Me Very too. cool. Thanks mm-hmm. for sharing that, Donnie. How about you, man? What was the uh, recruitment recruitment process like? Um, you know, was you considering any other schools or uh, you know why uh, why Fredonia? My first year, I um I got recruited to go to Salve. And at the time, I was like, I, I don't know if I want to do that. I do want to do it, leaning back and forth. And then the Wolves were talking to me about coming back for another year. So I talked to my parents. One more year wouldn't hurt. Mm-hmm. So I went back, and the team was different. Like, the, the camaraderie wasn't the same. We still had a good group of guys. Like, I lived with a good group of guys. I liked the team. We We did all right. We made the playoffs our second year, so – we took a step forward and I'm I'm pretty sure my name had came up up at Feronia and Bogart had Bogart had thrown a little bit of a word in for me. Right, yeah, a few times. I started getting the recruitment calls from Coach Meredith and 
the 8 a.m. on Monday, I had to be up for the recruitment calls and you're answering phone week. calls left and right. And you're, you're just talking to him. You don't see him. Like, you, you're not face-to-face. You, you, you hear all the stuff he has to say, and you're like, all right, I think this would be a good fit. And then you got to see the team play, and you got to see the school before you ultimately make a decision. So, luckily, we played in – I want to say we played in Manchester, which is only like an hour from my house. And you guys were also down in Johnson and Wales, but you, you guys were at that – Gong show of a ring. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> the one that they supposedly sunk a million dollars into, but the score clock didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so money. <laughs> I went down and I went down and watched you um, play them, and then I'm pretty sure you guys lost because I'm pretty sure Bogey wasn't too happy after the game. But you told me I had a bad game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember that I played so bad, and I came out, and you were like, "I'm not going to tell you a good game because it wasn't." <laughs> Thanks, bud. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you too. Yeah. Not a hey, you'll get them next time. <laughs> yeah. And so I think right before that, I had talked to Mike Lisi at the same show. Actually, ironically, I watched you guys play Johnson Wales, and it was at the same showcase that Bogey did at. Oh, okay. Like so after that game, after that game, instead of going back to New Hampshire, I stayed at home to talk to my parents, and me and my dad ended up booking a flight up there. I think we came in on like a Sunday and then left on a Monday. So when when I came in, you guys had just played a weekend and there was nothing going on on a Sunday. I just actually hung out in a deflated air mattress in Eric's room and watched Family Guy for. Well, I think that was after. Uh, it might have been after Dad's weekend that you showed up. To be honest with you, so we might have been next to useless that day. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think Bobby Polichek left that all day. <laughs> no, no, but. Uh, yeah, so then I got the tour of the campus, and I didn't really meet the guys because all the guys left off campus, and we stayed on. But I had met like I had met this uh, freshman class who I was going to be with the longest, and seemed like good guys, seemed like a good fit, and I also made my decision right there on the spot. Me and Bogart have a lot of similarities. <laughs> well, when you're in a when you're in a dorm room with Bogey and Johnny Carlson, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to say no. Well, it's actually funny because. Uh, Johnny Johnny was over at Hunter Long's that whole day just hanging out. He came home, and I had woken up, and I thought it was a chick. <laughs> I thought Bogart was roommates with a girl. That's when he had his hair. Oh, my God. I thought was roommates with a girl. I was like, they have co-ed dorms here? Because he had the long hair, and he was, like, turned around. I was, like, sleeping on a tile floor like this. And <laughs> I'd, met, I'd met him, Fremo, Jelly, Jim, all those guys, and seemed like a good, good group of guys to spend some years with and play hockey and have fun. So I ultimately made my decision there. And, well, I don't regret it. I met some of the best, best people I've met in Fredonia. You two. I'll, I'll give Spogs a shout out. Uh, <laughs> oh. Casey, Bob. <laughs> don't do that. Man, yeah, exactly. Well, I appreciate you sharing, like, your uh, junior story, too. And, one like, I've mentioned before, um, I, I just want to, like, emphasize how important it is to you know attend a showcase if or like a trial you know what I mean like if you're a little like nervous about going to a showcase don't know what to expect like just just go you know you never know who like what you're going to do who you're going to talk to what's going to happen so I've always been saying you know attend a showcase and um you know worked out for you too so it's just attend a showcase and uh, get your name out there so all right we talked about youth hockey talked about high school junior We'll talk about Fred a little bit. We'll get, we'll get into some stories, but because I just want to talk about the process. But, Donnie, you said it best, man. Like, just when you're playing college sport, you you meet some of the best people that you have lifelong friends with. And, uh, you know, we had, what, my senior year, um, Donnie, your sophomore year, Bogey, your junior year, was our best year, considered, like, furthest we made it, right? Um, so, you know, that was fun. You care about what happens on the ice, but it's, you know, mostly it's just – you know, off the ice. So I guess, Bogey, I'll go, I'll go to you first. Just like overall, man, just, um, I guess, how was Fred? How, how much did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved it. All my four years there, it was, uh, it was all, there was always something on the go, especially with uh, all the guys, like from living in that dorm the first year, I think that was, I mean, as much as you hate it at the time, sometimes that's, that's where a lot of the, uh, the tight bonds are formed. Uh, right. just the little things that you get into all the the misfits and the trouble and 
all that all that uh, stuff that I'll I'll keep off here, but uh, just brings the, you closer. The windows together. breaking. Yeah, yeah, windows breaking over J term. <laughs> Anything that's, uh, that's broken can be fixed. <laughs> oh, I'd never seen Fremo so hot and then come out <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I thought he was going to kill Jimbo, but um, <laughs> no, we got we got through that one, and and uh, we came together stronger. And then you know, then you move off campus the next year, and you have even more freedom than you do in the dorms, because that was kind of the that was the funny thing. You always felt like you were breaking the rules in the dorms. Um, as you're older than the people in charge of the you. Usual stuff. Yeah, as, as exactly as we're all of age and people are getting written up or whatever and then go down to a meeting and they're like, what are you doing here? (laughs) But uh, no, that um, to me, that was, that was huge for the first year. Um, It just kind of brings you close together with your class. And I mean, it kind of shows how close we all got brought together there because we had the largest graduating class in like, I think even probably, I would say even in the last 10 years at Fredonia, we had nine of you. No, I think it was like, it was 10 because of Randy. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, <laughs> Randy hopped in there and had to ruin it. But, uh, yeah, it was 10, I think. It might have been more, but it was definitely at least 10. Um, and, yeah, those guys, just your best friends for life, right? Yeah. You move off campus, you get into even more shenanigans with them, uh, a little less, little less rules. But uh, – you just got closer every year, right? Everything, yeah. everything you go through, because you go through so many ups and downs on the ice, and then you all get through it together out off the ice. Whatever it is you're doing, you know, you're always doing something together, which is huge because you're with guys that understand what you're going through. Everyone, everyone's going through the same thing, you know. You got skated at practice. Well, so did the guy you're living with, kind of deal. So yeah, you get through it together. You have you have those gripe sessions, and then. Uh, yeah, you, you get some medicine and then you get through it. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Donnie, any uh, oh, let's see what should I say? I don't I don't want to ask you the same question. I want to like switch it up a little bit, but just like the Fred, Fred experience and ge- re- recent college graduate, right? Yes, sir. Yes, all right. Congrats, congrats on the on the B diploma. So um, yeah, man, Donnie, just what um, I, I guess what what are you gonna miss the most? Anything off the top of your head? The basement. Um, yeah, the, the basement's up there, the tree fort's up there, but I mean, I guess it's just like, once you get home, you realize you're not going back there in the fall mm-hmm. you're not waking up, but you're not waking up and hanging out with your guys, all your buddies. You're not hanging out with, you're not hanging out with the same guys you've hung out with the last four years. You're home right now. I'm waking up to mom and dad. And that's, it's a little different than waking up and hanging out with your boys and, laughing about laughing about what you guys did throughout the week or funny stuff that happened and it's it's a little it's it's a little different but I mean it's it's a part of life and moving on right yeah but I will say going back to our sophomore year I think we can all agree that was that team like you could just feel had something going with them where everyone was on the same page at all times and the second somebody flipped ahead or flipped back, we we checked in on it and made sure it was all figured out and everything was squashed. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we had to go to Geneseo. Um, <laughs> or maybe maybe we're having a little bit better of a story about that year, but it was it was still awesome. We we played till the last day we could, and we we did what we could, and we had we had fun as a group on and off the ice, and just team activities and road trips. Mm-hmm. and like that uh team chemistry was so like important like Bo you talked about your class and you know how close you guys were and you know I I view that 100% as why you know we had success your junior year and then why you, you guys had success that year after um you know with that beating Buff State in the playoffs and OT shout out Kyle Jelinski and uh and then you know having to face Jenny again unfortunately but you still you know you guys were ranked that year too right for the first time Fredonia's been ranked and I don't know how many years but you know so I def- that that's key that team chemistry how close you guys were definitely played a factor into that so um yeah we yeah. always seem to get a little bit better each year just kind of 
crush a new goal or achieve something a little bit more or something new each year, which was kind of awesome to see us progress throughout the four years we were there, especially from where, I mean, even where you started from your first year, right? Like, Oh yeah. Like you guys didn't, you didn't get a SUNYAC win until your second year. Sophomore year. Yeah. That's a tough, uh, that's a dry season that first year. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, but you guys hung around and stuck it out and then look where we ended up your last year. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just, you, you, you just lean on uh, the guys, plus you, you just lean on the guys in the room. Um, you know, like the leaders, like um, even like the class above me, like we, we had good guys to look up to guys who, you know, showed us the ropes and guys who buy in, you know, and we, no matter, you know, what the philosophy is, if everyone's buying in, you know, you're going to see, you know, success and uh, improvement. It's a special place to you're welcome the second you step foot in the door there. Mm-hmm. You know, you never feel like a freshman unless you're, you're like filling up water bottles or picking up pucks. But other than that, out, outside of outside of ho- the hockey aspect and a few more things, but <laughs> you uh, you're, you're regular and, and everyone everyone pulls the same weight. Yeah, exactly. And you know, as you know, when when we were when I was upperclassman, when you see freshmen come in, you know. They, you know, they might be a little intimidated, nervous. Like I was, I was, you know, scared. But they, you got to realize, like, you're not. They're not there to pick on you, and make fun of you. You know, what I mean, you're, you're one of the, you know, I don't want to be cliche, but you know, one of the brothers, one of the, you know, one of the boys. So, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna like them. You're gonna treat them well. It's not, you know, sure you might have some duties, like you know, fill up water bottles, like you said, maybe bring the board out. But other than that, man, you know, you're treated as, you know, as everyone else is you know what i mean by god don't forget that board we'll, we'll, <laughs> that's we'll the give, worst thing you can forget <laughs> we'll give we'll give lenny one more shout out because uh that was part of his equipment <laughs> <laughs> man what um all right well my freshman year we lost the board somehow i i think we left it on the ice after practice and then i think the, i think the, we lost it again too did you? I think the the Steelers have a couple of our boards. Yeah, uh, we left one on the bu- we left one on the bus on the yeah. way to state, and it was brand new. Oh, <laughs> gee. he was not happy. <laughs> we left it on the bus. We we took the vans to bus state because it was just a scrimmage, and we left it on the bus. And it was a brand new board. It had our logo. It looked exactly like our rink, and it looked it looked like the letter U, but it had like mm. the suction cups on it, so it wouldn't even sit in the glass anymore. Oh yeah, that, that was a bad day of practice. <laughs> Jeff was not a happy camper with us. Just can't can't forget the board. <laughs> All right, so I posted on Facebook that I was interviewing you guys, and I had you know people writing comments or message me any stories. Um, dude, I don't know if I can say any of these actually. All right, well, oh, I forgot. Bogey, how about the time you got hit with an egg in the eye? Oh, let's, yeah. let's hear that one. Let's, uh, Donnie, do you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? I'll start it and then you you go, you go, come in at the end and chime in. I'll chime in to the, the contact. All right. And then you can tell your point of view. All so right. the, uh, Bogey's second year, my first year of juniors, we had two teams up there. We had like an independent team and our team. Okay. So – the hallway we lived in couldn't fit both teams. So the second year guys all lived probably like if you're driving from Willie to Igo. Okay. So late in the year we were joking around. We were like, oh like let's go play a prank on them. No, so it was early. It was it was October. Oh well late in the year when we felt comfortable with you guys. <laughs> So we went in there, and they had all their backup sticks in there, everything, and everything in their apartment. Their apartment was spotless. So my whole condo, 1406, and Ryan Shea, I'll give him a shout-out. We run over there in my buddy's car, jump out, go into their house, and we just wreak havoc. <laughs> throw sticks all over the place, throw pots, throw pans, tip their couches. So Bogart comes out with a thing of, like, Greek yogurt or sour cream and just starts flinging it at us. You guys want to mess with me? You want to mess with me? So they get they send me back to our condo and I pick up a 20, 24 thing of eggs or like it was like six dozen eggs I don't even know yeah you get that big box there because you didn't want to yeah. do that forty minute trip into the Walmart too often 
so we start egging Bogart and egging the house, just being absolute idiots. And Tucker Johnson. Well, at this point, I step out to tell you to to go away, pretty much. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's enough, boys. Like, let's let's pack her in. So Bogart's got his porch light on, and he's telling he's telling us to do the right thing and pack her in, so we don't get in trouble and nothing gets broken. And Tucker Johnson takes two crow hops like he's trying to throw somebody out to win the World Series. And throws, it, throws it probably 50 yards on a rope, dead contact. <laughs> in the I, I was on the second story, dude. I was, oh, it was pitch black, so I could not see it coming at all. And this thing just connects with my eye. And I <laughs> went down. Like, I dropped like a sack of potatoes, man. It was uh, – it was an ugly scene. And anyways, I'm like writhing in pain and screaming because I just got my eyes scrambled. <laughs> so, oh, like, shit. Nice, nice. So like I go down there, like I walk down and like I'm still getting eggs rained over me. And I go down there to like tell them like stop, like my eye ain't okay here. And I get drilled like two more times in the chest with eggs. And then finally they stop. Like I'm like, no, stop. Like seriously. Mm-hmm. We try rinsing the eye out for a good 20 minutes, just saying, oh, just get some water on it. You're good. Well, I couldn't even open my eye, and I'm seeing red and bleeding from my eye. So finally, one of my roommates looks at me and goes, all right, I'm taking you to the hospital. So oh go, to the, go to the hospital. Um, within, like, five minutes of being there, they're telling me, you're probably going to lose your eye. And, like, this is, like, you should see this. There's, like, a million little cuts on the surface of your eye. And I was like, oh, excellent. And uh, that's good news. Uh, but the guy was like, I'm not an ophthalmologist. So it was such a small town. They didn't have one at the hospital. So they sent us to like a local, like glasses store kind of thing. Like, you know, like they always have like ophthalmologists there and stuff like that. So the place closed and, uh, buddy, uh, buddy had to come and open it up and he was, he was not happy about it whatsoever. Um, and, uh, Anyways, he's telling me I'm going to lose my eye kind of thing. I could barely see out of it. Like, I, I couldn't even see anything. Um, so we go home, and uh, I got both my eyes patched at this point. I had I had to have them patched for, for two weeks. And uh, try, uh, try cleaning yourself after uh, going to the bathroom with no eyesight, basically. You just had to take a gas. But... Um, it improved pretty well over the next couple of days. Actually, my uh, my mother had to come down and take care of me because the boys were going on a on a road trip. Shout uh, out, Julie. Yeah, yeah, Jules, the nurse, coming in handy, obviously. Um, but yeah, like I said, I had to have both eyes patched, so that wasn't fun. So I literally needed a caretaker. But uh, on the way home, actually, we got one of the tail lights of the car, or no, the. Um, the license plate light, like the the one on the back that illuminates the license plate was out. Okay. So we get pulled over and like, and I'm laying in the front seat with both eyes patched. <laughs> and the cop rolls up and he goes, what the hell happened to him? <laughs> kind of thing like that. <laughs> we're thinking like the guy driving is thinking we're going to get let off the hook, but obviously not kind of thing. So he gets a ticket and we're on our way. Um but yeah, it kept improving. I got real lucky that it didn't keep bleeding because that was a big thing. That's some that. scary stuff. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't fun. I was like, I still. I mean, not anymore. I got cleared now because it's been like five years since it happened, so it's not an issue. But uh, yeah, I had to watch out for glaucoma for the last five years. But good now, baby. Just <laughs> colorblind though. Hey, the it's next awesome. morning. Yeah. The next morning of practice, we we were all. We're all shaking in our skates. We get in the knee, and our coach skates over, and he's like, "Anyone have eggs this morning?" <laughs> so, so we thought, we thought, so we all started laughing, and whatever. And we only have one goalie now. So our punishment—he didn't have the independent goalie skate with us. He made us shoot an open net the whole time. And at the end of practice, he he was going on a rant about how we have to be smarter and we can't be doing that. And we just lost our starting goalie for who knows how long. I think I just sit out like two months. I had to yeah. patch like both patch for like two weeks. So we go, okay. So we go in the locker room. We're sitting in the locker room, listening to music. He comes in and he just demolishes the trash barrel. You <laughs> think this is funny? And 
we go back to we go back to our condo and we're all sitting there and we're like oh my god and tuck's like you think bogey's actually gonna go blind and we tried to convince him that he was gonna go blind <laughs> Bogo was mischievous. Uh, mis- I don't even know what the word is. I'm, I'm, I'm having a, a whatever. But he, 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 he did some damage in Waterville. Don't let him act like he was an angel. He, he was the cause of a broken door handle on a Tahoe. Not my fault though. Beat Cam lost his cool. You threw the cheese it. Yeah, I don't care. I didn't rip the door off. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funny. So we're driving yeah, to the Walmart. We're driving to this forty-five Walmart. minute away from Walmart. Yeah, yeah, like a one road in, one road out kind of place. Harps, it was, it was, it was a twenty-five minute ride down one one road with no cell phone service, and you could go oh, like man. thirty on it, like it was up the up the mountain, down the mountain kind of thing. But um, not as nice like as fun. Kirk. People on the team had cars, like nobody, like not a lot of guys had cars, so we're all piled into this thing, and it's maybe like the first week and a half. And I knew that I knew of this kid. Um, I didn't know him that well. I just knew I could make fun of him because he went to Malden Catholic and played with guys that I went to prep school with. <laughs> so I knew he was one of those guys that you could make fun of. But um, I was throwing cheese its at him, and he was getting pissed off. So he was driving the car. It was in his car, and he was driving. So he pulls over and unlocks it and thinks the car is still unlocked. So I quickly like push the latch down manually and he rips the door open and the handle just comes clean. Oh, no way. And he stood there holding the handle, like looking at it and then looking (laughs) at the car like, oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. That's funny. Tried to tell Bogart he was splitting the payment for it. I didn't do anything. Yeah, no, that's on you, man. It's on you, bud. Well, actually, Bogey, I do have one. I can say I can ask. I don't know uh, what I didn't lock it. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I got a Jimbo's comment or question. Uh, it says, "Ask Eric about tap and go delivery freshman year." <laughs> well, anything specific those, or? Uh, well, no, it was just well, you know, what tap like so tap and go is the food ordering app where you could order food ahead of time on campus. Like we had a Timmy's on campus. So on your way to class, you order a coffee, it comes to a window, you just pick it up and you're on your way. Nice and simple. Well, after the season or, uh, or sorry, added, or large, um, like or, fast food, like, or large Pepsi, like some of the or savages large at Fredonia. Yeah. <laughs> All right, keep going. Sorry. Or, or Mountain Dew. But uh, yeah, they added like Wendy's and McDonald's and like Subway and whatnot to that. So it's like Uber Eats kind of thing. It was like Uber Eats for Uber Eats was a thing, but you could use your meal plan on it. So I was like, oh, awesome. I'll just live off of uh, Wendy's and McDonald's for the rest of this semester. <laughs> I pretty much one tap and go and then they shut it down the next year. But at that what point, it didn't matter. I was off campus. Yeah, I know. I was off they- campus. I was close to Calio's. <laughs> they brought in uh they brought in DoorDash this year and boy was that lethal. Oh, I can't <laughs> oh, even imagine. Such, such a small town too. There was probably like four drivers. No all by name. Driving. Yeah, that's a full time oh, job. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> all right, DoorDash Don- Donnie, I I got a question for Donnie, a question for you. Best uh you know, best pl- place to eat. And let's say do I want to say restaurant? I don't know, like, what's your go-to Fredonia meal? So I didn't have a meal plan this year, so I was I was a connoisseur of uh, Fredonia restaurants. Um, I uh, it's it's up there. I, I like the EBC Burger deal on Mondays. That's that's a good way to blow off some steam after a bad Monday. Um, <laughs> They're all bad. I'll say that, or uh, I'll say. Uh, what what was it called? Uh, I'll say El Montequilla when it was open. Oh my God, that place was so good. Okay. El Montequilla when it was open. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go with that or street meat. Yeah, that that was Bogey's go to. I funded street meat for a whole year. I I fed those guys. You get they you're the reason they had that upgraded a uh, new truck, right? Yeah, I, well, that's that's what after uh, so it was it would be after. My first year, yeah, yeah, I go back my sophomore year to get a burger there, like one of the first nights, and had the money out to pay for it. But he goes, "No, don't worry about it." You basically bought me this new trailer. He <laughs> actually like, said that. Yeah, I was like, "All right, here we go." <laughs> oh man. Yeah, if, if you Google it, Bogart holds the record for uh, 
amount amount of times hit in one night. Yeah, I used to have that uh, that secret sauce. I bought the secret sauce bottle. <laughs> I had it in the dorm. It was excellent. Oh my god. It was probably oh, just man. like ranch and holidays or yeah, it's, something. It's like Thousand Island. I made this back here. Just rebottled the egg. <laughs> special. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see what else. What else do I got? Um, I mean, anything you guys want to bring up? Any stories that come to mind? I'm trying to. Any appropriate stories? Uh, kind of a funny one. Um, when uh, Anton was visiting, he uh, stayed with Fremo and jelly and he and he left he just left like unannounced in the morning in in anton style after you get to know him he's kind of like irish goodbye he's swede but irish goodbye (laughs) and uh he stole fremo's pillow for the ride oh that's right yeah (laughs) comes storming in he goes a damn recruit stole my a little more uh colorful with his words he goes the recruit stole my pillow (laughs) oh it was funny time yeah, you can. I could just picture Anton too. He's like waking up early, like looking. They're both asleep, just like tiptoeing. Oh. <laughs> I got an eight-hour bus ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, I love that guy. Can uh, can you guys tell a version of the DP Doe story, or should we leave that one out? Um, I mean, it's it's up to you guys. Uh, like we just I, I, it was my first time visiting uh since graduating so i graduated last year so it was my first time back this year had a lot of chocolate milk that night yeah and um so we decided to get a uh a calio so a calzone and we were waiting there and this guy's just staring at me so i say hey man how you doing kind of thing like that kind of chatting him up and he's just uh- I was male athlete of the year last year. He, so he recognized it. <laughs> yeah, I, I brought the trophy with me. But, uh, <laughs> you want to check tape? <laughs> I but, brought it. Um, after a few times of asking him, you know, how his night's been and what's his favorite color, kind of things like that, um, mm-hmm. he uh, he still wouldn't. He still was just staring at me. So, kind of, uh, it got a little physical, and but not on our end. There was no physicality brought to the table by Dunny or me. Yep. We were just kind of pinned up against the wall by one guy, and then we got thrown out, and that was it. We didn't get our calzone. Oh, that's that's. But I called part. later, and I just said, "Send the delivery guy at the end of the night over with whatever he's got." We didn't get ours. <laughs> oh man! Well, hey man, I appreciate you guys coming on. This was a blast. That was a uh, thanks for st- uh, telling that modified version of that story too. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you the video. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Harps. It was uh, it was fun being on. Maybe uh, maybe later on down the road we can do a little story time with Uncle Eric and Uncle Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Once uh, you know, this continues to go, we'll get you guys back on, and uh, yeah, hopefully have a few more, few more stories we can uh, we can share. So yeah, that. Uh, oh, real quick, Dunny. Um, did you watch the? Uh, Actually, well, I didn't even bring up the NHL. Which, real quick, Donnie, what's your opinion on the uh, NHL finishing out their season? Uh, I'm behind it. I mean, I need sports. Yeah. Something. Um, I'm I'm fine with the way it's going to be played out. Like uh, the top four teams have to play for a seeding. The uh, it, it like if I don't even know how to word it. If if the Bruins are that worried about who they're going to play that maybe they're not the number one seed. But right. I think I think the West is going to be a bloodbath because all those yeah. teams are so close in standing. It's a, the West is physical. Um, that Flames series is going to be ridiculous with Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. But I'm behind it 100%. I, I think people need it, and I think it'll be good. Yeah. Um, so I got a hot take right here. I told my girlfriend, Caitlin, a couple months ago, I got the Avalanche winning three cups in five years. You heard it here. Colorado, three cups in five years. You think so, eh? Write it down. Jimmy and Roscoe will love you for that one. Oh, that's the only reason I'm doing it. Bogey, what do you think? What, um, you happy with the NHL? I guess for those two. Uh, I mean, I think in essence it's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to shake out. It's like if someone gets – 
contracts COVID, like it's, it's a close contact sport. So then what do both teams have to isolate? Like what's going on there kind of thing. Um, I don't know. Cause right now you yeah. can't cross the border. So how's that? Right. Like, I don't get how that's going to work. I mean, obviously it's some special exception will be made, but I think it's in essence, it should be okay. I guess just as long as I would say, you'd probably have to isolate everyone for two weeks, like right now, mm-hmm. just, kind of thing like that just or test everyone right off the hop and make sure no one has it and then they just can't see anyone outside of the team personnel or anyone like that for how would shake out days. how's it going to shake out if a team's best player gets it too that that's well that's where, where yeah. saying that he, gets it. i think domi was saying uh because he's diabetic that he is kind of hesitant to play and that's pretty much uh montreal screwed without him Mm-hmm. so who knows who knows how it's going to shake out I guess time will tell whether or not it actually happens right because who knows <laughs> yeah no for sure and I'm for- hopeful it does because I'm bored out of my tree I mean yeah. that uh, that Tiger Brady Peyton and Phil Mickelson uh, golf round was a good little taste of sports back but mm-hmm. I want more I thought you were going to say Tiger King Tiger King, yeah. Well, Tiger King, yeah. That's a, that's a whole other thing. That was that was for that was Fredonia. You kind of remind me of Joe Exotic. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, um, real quick for me, uh, it'd be cool to see hockey this late. You know, in in July, in August, it'd be cool to see it. Um, I'm, I just don't know about how next year is gonna play out then, because then what the season will probably start in December. I don't know, like. If it ends in August, you know you're not starting. I don't see him starting in October. Well, they were talking about training camp. I don't. I I didn't really read into it, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, something along that line. But hopefully it works out. I mean, I'd love it to work out. Yeah, hopefully it does. Boys, appreciate this. Thank you again. Um, you know, those everyone listening. You know, they're gonna get some good stories about Junior and how you know we had a goaltender from London, Ontario, and a forward from Rockland, Mass, have two different paths and kind of end up at the same uh, competitive level of play. So, you know, I hope you learned a thing or two from that and you got to hear some, you know, good stories about the, you know, camaraderie that comes with playing, you know, a junior, uh, junior hockey and, you know, college hockey. So it's just friendships that, you know, last a lifetime. So, boys, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Yeah, thanks yeah, a lot, Mark. Thanks for having us. Love we'll talking yeah. buddy. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, those of you listening, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, take care.